Hello, friends. How are you today? I'm fine. Just a forewarning. <laughs> we have been running our heater a lot because it's been super cold. Got all Utah weather. So now I have a little bit of a sore, like, scratchy throat. So if this sounds kind of weird or like I have some issues for a minute, I apologize ahead of time and bear with me please I'm working through it and I also have the neighbor's dog barking next door so we'll just consider that like our background ominous noise because today we're going to talk about Halloween superstitions so Halloween superstitions what's your favorite superstition I have always loved this kind of stuff because I am I'm an October baby. I was born a couple of days before Halloween, so growing up, my birthday colors we used to decorate were always orange and black. So, I like all this stuff. Fun to read about, interesting, weird, all that. So, we're gonna read and learn a little bit about these things today. Some things that I did not know and am just learning now. And some things that I did know that I was reminded of from when I was a kid. So, here we go. First, we're going to talk about animals that are considered familiars. And I'm using air quotes that you obviously can't see. <laughs> familiars, which are, <clears throat> excuse me, um, demon animals that were given to witches by the devil. Which is going to be your black cats, bats, and spiders. So... Black cats. Very common Halloween decoration that we see everywhere. They are a symbol of bad luck, according to a reputation that goes back to the Dark Ages. I don't know where this came from. I don't know if something bad happened to somebody after a black cat went across their path. Somebody made it up. I don't know. There's nothing anywhere that says. So I can't find it. So... You'll just have to draw your own conclusions with that one. So, bad luck. Um, witches, their most common familiars that they had were black cats. That were, again, given to them by the devil so that they could talk through that cat to each other. And it's said, too, that Satan turned himself into a cat when he would socialize with the witches so that... You know, all the disguises and all that life of... Yeah, anyway. So, he would turn into a cat, apparently. And in Ireland, Scotland, and England, it's actually considered good luck for a cat to cross your path. Again, not a thing that I could find anything about, so we'll just... We'll just go with it. Uh, next, you've got bats. A medieval tale says again that they are which is demonic pets. And seeing a bat on Halloween was considered a very, very bad sign. One myth is that if a bat is seen flying around your home three times, somebody inside, they're gonna die. Don't know where this came from. I can't find anything again. But don't let that bat fly around your house three times. There's also another myth that states if a, black, a bat flies into your home, your house is haunted. And it's a sign that the ghosts let the bats in. So, bats is definitely more creative than cracks and holes, so 
we'll take it. Spiders. Again, evil companions of witches during medieval times. One superstition says that if a spider falls into a candle with a lit lamp, a candle inside of a lamp that's lit, there we go, and it's consumed by the flame, then there are witches nearby. So, watch out for that. And another myth states that if you see a spider on Halloween, it means that the spirit of a dead loved one is watching over you. So, make sure you don't squish that spider so that you can see your loved ones or see that they're there for you. So, that's going to be it for the, oh, the familiars. Okay, next we're going to move on to the witches themselves. So that image we have now of that haggard old lady with a pointy nose and the big girl swords and the pointy chin and the like scraggly straw hair and the magic cauldron stirring actually comes from a pagan goddess known as the crone who was honored during the Samhain festival and pretty much any unmarried, widowed, mentally, um, anybody with mental issues, any socially awkward woman would be considered and accused to be a witch during the medieval times. So I feel like that would be a lot of people. There's a lot of us that are socially awkward, unmarried, widowed around. So I think that, and I'm sure at the time that was a lot. The, the crone, as she's known, is given also the names Old One and Earth Mother. And those names symbolize wisdom, change, the changing of seasons. And for some reason, the description has morphed into what we have now, which is that menacing cackling, ah, which, and I don't know how that went from Earth Mother, Old One, to cackling witch but here we are so interesting cauldrons <clears throat> excuse me the pagan celts believed celts celts i do not know how to pronounce that i should have looked that up i apologize i'm gonna call them celts celts oh ah inner turmoil okay the pagan celts believed that after death all souls went into the crone's cauldron and there they awaited their reincarnation so as the goddess would stir her cauldron new souls would enter and old souls would leave and be reborn so that image has now morphed into the steaming bubbling ominous brew that we see now which reading this made me think of I'm a 90s kid, okay? <laughs> it made me think of Hercules, the cartoon. When you've got those three witches standing over the cauldron, stirring it, holding up people's threads of life, and cutting them. This is what it reminded me of. I know. My brain. Anyway. Yeah, so new souls enter, old souls reborn. Next, you've got the witch's broomstick, which is, uh, again, a superstition from the medi medieval times. 
that says that elderly stay-at-home women who were too poor to afford a horse would walk through the woods with walking sticks because woods, rocky. How are you going to get around without killing yourself without a walking stick of some kind? And if you didn't have a walking stick, they would use brooms because you have brooms to clean your house, so just as good. Use a broom. English folklore says that during nighttime ceremonies, when all the witches would get together, they would rub a flying potion on their bodies that was a hallucinogenic ointment that caused numbness, rapid heartbeat, and confusion, and it made them feel like they were flying through the air. So this, to me, seems like they're trying to explain how witches would fly without actually not letting them fly on brooms, but making them think that they did. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting theory, my English friends, so we'll take it at face value. Think of, think of it how you want. <laughs> um, I do realize I say I'm a lot and I'm sorry, I'm that's one of the things I'm trying to work on, but I am a person and I have flaws. I know, hard to believe, but I do. So, <sighs> ride with me as I try to get better. Okay, so colors, traditional black and orange used in decoration around Halloween comes from a pagan celebration of autumn and the harvest. Orange symbolizes the color of crops and the changing of leaves, black, marks the death of summer and the change of seasons and more uh, modernly we have also added the lime green and purple and i couldn't find anything as to say why those were added but they were but when i was a kid lime green and purple were not a thing this has been in the last like probably like 10 or 15 years that those colors have been added but I like them, so I don't mind. Next, you've got candied apples. This tradition comes from a mix of Celtic and Roman traditions during the Samhain Roman festival honoring Pomona, the goddess of fruit trees. And this goddess symbolizes, is symbolized by an apple. So they would cover the apples in honey and things like that so that it was in the honor of this lady. I'm sorry if that didn't make sense. I was trying to word it because how I have it written down was really confusing. <laughs> so I was trying to make that make more sense. So again, bear with my brain. And then with apples, you've got bobbing for apples. In ancient times, the apple was viewed also as a sacred fruit and that it could predict the future. Apples predict the future. Pretty sweet. Um, and then bobbing for apples was used as fortune telling on Halloween night. So how it worked was the first person would put their head under the water and if they got an apple, from the bucket without using their hands 
they would be the first person to get married. And if they got it on their first try, it meant that they would experience true love. While if it took them a lot of tries, it would mean they're going to have a harder time with romance. So, those parties I went to as a kid and did the bobbing for apples and did not get anything (laughs) for a really long time. This is true. I did have issues with romance. (laughs) Lots and lots of them, as a lot of us do. But, had I known then, what I know now could have saved myself a lot of trouble. And, (laughs) if that one isn't interesting enough for you, here's another myth that says that if a girl put her bobbed apple Okay, so, again, this is one I wrote out really weird, so I'm going to try and word this better. So, if a girl put her apple, her head, which she put in the bobbing for apple water, under her pillow, sleeping under her pillow instead of on top of it, on Halloween night, it means that she would dream about her future husband while she slept. Never had that experience. (laughs) As nice as that would be. Anyway. Okay, so that was all the traditional myths, things I could find for you. So with Halloween coming, I just want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. And I've got a couple more topics coming your way which are more candy related. And... This is all superstitions, so join me next time for some candy-related topics. And have a great day, night, whatever time it is for you, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.